Welcome back, everybody, to the No Regrets Marriage Podcast. This is Johnny Morton, your host, and I'm joined, as usual, by my wife, Carla. We are, I would say this is part two. Really, this is the second, because we're going to actually drop these podcasts on the same day. The second podcast about dealing with the holidays. Now, our first podcast was really on how do you leverage the holiday season. We're particularly talking really about Christmas season, but you may extend it to Thanksgiving and such. How do you leverage that for the real good of your marriage? How can you be intentional about planning and making it the way that you want it to be? In this podcast here, we want to talk, and it's not a, what about if you're coming into a Christmas season, a holiday season is going to be different than what it's normally been? that something has changed, and not necessarily for the bad, but it's just going to be different. I mean, we already talked about, if you listen to the last podcast, I'm sure that you realize, hey, Christmas is one of those huge events for Christians and non-Christians, that it's about family, it's about being together. But what if there's something about this Christmas that is going to be different from your other Christmases? How can you handle that? You know, I think Christmas is one of those times that it seems like everything in your life that's not okay or is hard, it just is like a floodlight on it. Because we sort of have this image that commercials, the movies, everything gives us about the way Christmas is supposed to look and smell and feel and be. And what about when it may not be that way. And that could be like you just said, it may be just a change. You know, maybe you're newly married and this is going to be the first year with that's different. So you're not, maybe you're not going home or you're due to your job or whatever. It's not going to work out for you to go to either family. And so maybe the two of you are going to spend Christmas together, which is awesome. But it's going to probably be different than every other Christmas you've had. So there could be that kind of change. And then there could be the change that is really hard. Yeah, there's those that are really hard. But maybe it's something that, hey, you've just moved and you've had white Christmas every year for 45 years. And suddenly you're in South Florida and it's going to be 85 degrees on Christmas Day. And for a lot of people, that's just not the idea of Christmas. Or you just, you know, it's just different because, again, whatever you've done for all your life is now not going to be the same. Or the person that is significant in your family is not going to be there. And that's going to change the dynamics of how you do Christmas. And and you may be, if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're thinking, none of that is true. When I think back, you know, I think we probably, I guess there's probably a time we thought that way too. And But there's probably in a normal life, there's actually going to be multiple of those seasons. Oh, yeah, yeah. You think about it is for, for you, Carla, one of the big ones, and you said before that you always used to go to your grandparents. Yeah. Well, that first Christmas you didn't go to your grandparents. It was terrible. That was a huge difference. It was terrible because it was just such a change. And I I feel bad saying it was terrible, but it really was hard because we had done it that whole way my whole life. And all of a sudden we didn't go because my grandfather had died. And so we just didn't go anymore after that ever. We kind of shifted things and it changed forever what we did. And you and I married a couple of years after that and that kind of thing. But 
Yeah, I mean, so you have changes that are things like that. You have changes where you are married, or maybe it's the first year you have a baby or you have children. And so this year, you're like, okay, we got to make decisions around what we do. Do we stay home? Do we go see both families? How do we make that work? How do we how do we decide what we should do as a family versus trying to also meet the needs and do what all our rest of our family wants us to do? And that's hard. Let's talk about that real quick. Let's think about and we do we go we're going to talk a little bit later about what happens when you're going through a time of of grief, of pain, of real heartache during the season. But what about it's just because Christmas is going to be different? What are some things that you can think of that how do you make it better? How do you make the most of things when you're going to have that different kind of Christmas? Well, to me, one of the things is that if you can just acknowledge that, if you can just verbalize it, know it, talk about it, and then decide what route you want to take in kind of dealing with that. There's some time that when something's going to be really different, some couples may say, well, you know what, we're doing everything different then. We're not going to do anything the way we've ever done it. And that's totally fine. That may be what you want to do. On the other hand, maybe that's too much. Maybe changing everything that you've ever done, that feels overwhelming too. Or even to think about well, what else should we do or could we do? So that might be stressful. So I think having the conversation and really communicating about what would you like? What would I like? Can we think of what might be best and maybe think outside the box or at least brainstorm on how you might could handle it for this holiday? Yeah, great advice there. Just the idea of, embrace the newness, embrace the difference. You know, a lot of times we want to sit there and we get sort of stuck in, it's not what it was, it's not what it was. Well, the reality is change is always going to always happen. Always happening. And I, a number one, hate change. Oh, I so, I, yeah, I knew you. Yeah, and so I get the I want to be stuck in it's different and I don't like it. So I totally resonate with that um, feeling. But I think, again, the idea of at least bringing it up. Let's not try to pretend like it's going to be the same because if something's really changed in your family or the dynamics of what's happening, it isn't going to be the same. Okay. So let's say you've embraced it and you've seen that and you've gone through that change. What about when Christmas is going to be different, but that's also full of heartache and pain Mm. because of the fact that you know, we experienced it. I remember the first Christmas that we had. You know, Zach died right at Christmas time, right during the holiday season, the beginning of December, and it was awful. Yes, it was awful. And I think back on that so many times. And for us, and again, we're in no way um, given a recipe for how somebody handles losing a loved one right around the holidays and how you do that. One of the things that was really great is that our family was very willing at least to say, what do you want to try to do or what do you not want to do? And we actually 
did something kind of, we did do some very different things that Christmas, just literally weeks after Zach had died, um, to try to not go through everything the same way we normally did it. We thought that would just be too hard. So for us, our family did sort of step in and say, what about if we did this? And that was an incredible blessing. So if you're listening and you're maybe the the parent of your grown child, though, that's in a bad place and your adult child, and this is going to be a super hard holiday for them, um, you all as the senior people, it would be great if you maybe ask them, what would be the best? How can we at least mitigate some of the heartache by making it the least stressful, um, as comfortable as we can for you, take off any pressure that you feel, don't have to do a certain thing if you don't feel like you can. So that was an incredible gift to us that very first Christmas, which again was literally, you know, weeks afterwards. And so for us, that was really helpful. But I think probably anybody might appreciate the ability of the family to step up and say, how can we make this the best for you all? This is going to be incredibly hard, we realize. So what can we do? Yeah, because the reality is for when somebody is experiencing loss, when, you know, maybe that's an illness, an ongoing illness that's impacting and making things different, it's the loss of a child, loss of a job. Yeah, just... Uh, Loss of, it can be a lot of things, maybe a marriage that's broken up around that time. It is almost, it's almost impossible for them to sit there and ask somebody else, can we do things differently? Yeah. And, the and it's thing, almost unfair to put that on them. So, And a lot of times emotionally, mentally, they physically, can't. they just may not even have the wherewithal because they may not even know what to suggest. Yeah. They may just know, I don't know that I can do this. I don't know that I can go through the way we've done Christmas before. I, I don't know that I've got it. You know, I don't want to do it. But then they may not know what to suggest. And so if someone else lovingly is willing to do that, I would just commend you for trying to do that. And if you're listening and you're thinking, wow, I know some people in some families that may need to hear this, then feel free send them the podcast, you know, um, because we really have lived that. We've lived losing a child at Christmas, and we had two other children, and we had to figure out how do we get through this Christmas, and then that is, it's not just the first Christmas. It's Christmases and Christmases and Christmases, and there's always an ache because it's, you're missing somebody, and so I, I think, though, um, that would be huge if, if family can do that. Yeah, when I think about Christmas, because family, especially for us, and I think for a lot of people, family is such an emphasis during the holiday time. You know, when there's someone in your family that is has great need, then I think really the priority should be, man, how do we help meet the needs of what they would be? Yeah that, you know, whoever has the greatest needs, and I think there is sometimes, I think it's a good thing 
for others in the family to do what they can do to help accommodate that. Yeah. Uh, that can be one of the sweetest acts of love to somebody. Yeah. If you can do that for them. So for sure. So I think um, to me, another thing that maybe you want to think about again, if this is going to be an, in, a uniquely difficult Christmas for you coming up might be the idea of really um, giving yourself permission, if you would, to not try to do what you just cannot do. And, you know, there may be some things that five years from now, down the road, you will feel different about. But maybe this is the year that you just can't do everything you might have normally done. And that's totally okay. Give yourself grace, give yourself permission, like you probably would somebody else. If they were in your shoes, you probably would extend that grace to them to say, I get it. You can't come to family dinner. You can't do so-and-so-and-so-and-so this year. You don't want to, and that's totally okay. So I would say give yourself permission to do that, and I realize sometimes there are pieces of it we end up having to push through in. There may just be things that you sort of have to do. Um, you've got other children. It may be your heart is broken because you've just lost your parent. And you're just grieving because your your mom or dad are gone this year. But you've still got children that you've got to do things for. And so I, I understand that sometimes we push through. We selfishly continue to love and give to others, but in places that you can just pull back and sort of put a boundary on that, I think that's healthy. Yeah, I think oftentimes one of the things we don't do enough in relationships, and that is self-care. And when you're going through really hard things, man, you got to take care of yourself. And, and if that means saying no to things you've done before, if that means, hey, I just need a, I need a day off or whatever, then it's okay to do it. In fact, it's a healthy thing to yeah. do that. That's not always, you know, sometimes, oh, well, that's just selfish of me. It's not. Jesus, they talk about that in Scripture. You know, you love yourself as you love your neighbor. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. And you've got to take care of those things so you can take care of other people. You know, I think another thing is, you know, we always have emphasized when we talk about holidays how important tradition is because mm -hmm. those are things that bind us together. But during a season of change, maybe it's a time to not do a tradition yeah. that you've always done because sometimes it can just accentuate the pain. Yeah, And I'm not saying don't do that forever, but maybe for this year change it or maybe go and you know maybe you go and do you know you've always done one thing and we'll go and do something different that year at least just for the time when the pain is the freshest and the hardest um you know I always remember that the first year that we lost Zach or we were numb it was a blur it was so soon afterwards literally Christmas was two weeks after we buried Zach and we just sort of, I, to be honest, I don't remember a lot of it because I think I was pretty just in a daze. But the next year as Christmas came up, we knew that that week the kids are out of school the week before Christmas and that that was going to be hard. And, and so we just did something different so it would be fun for the kids. So it wouldn't be, you know, just... Kind of some of the normal things the, we had done. Yeah. 
And uh, so we did an out-of-town trip to try to make something different and make something fun for them. And probably also is as much for us because I knew how hard it was going to be going through that Christmas without Zach. Yeah. Um, what are the things might you advice would you give to somebody that was going through this kind of hard times when it comes to Christmas or changing times? Well, again, as I said, I think to me, the things we've sort of covered are really, really key. And I know sometimes it's hard in the sense that we want people, it's sort of like we talk to couples about all the time and we'll say, you cannot read each other's mind. You do not know what the other person is thinking. Quit assuming. Because assuming then sets up expectations that then we're super disappointed about because we assumed they knew and they jumped in our little mind and knew what it was. Well, I think that same concept applies sometime when you're in this kind of hard place at a hard holiday. And I think maybe the idea of thinking, well, the family should know. And I, I want to say I wish they should and would and could. But sometimes they're not, and they are equally spiraling, really not knowing what to do. Like, do they just forge on ahead and kind of tell you when Christmas dinner is and when gifts are and when the family's gathering and this is what we're doing, this is what we've always done, and they don't know what to do different. And it is, in some ways, it's, it's unfair that it ends up maybe falling on the couple, the family that's struggling the most to have the conversation, but I think sometime you may have to have the conversation that just says, we or I just don't know that we're going to be able to do things the way we've done them every year. And this year we may need a pass or we may need to do something different. Um, but I think sometimes those conversations need to happen um, you can't make somebody else understand where you are. Um, the reality is if you're in deep grief and heartache over a hard place you are walking, the reality that somebody else, even somebody that loves you and your family, is going to totally get and know that they're not. They can't. And if they haven't walked there, and even if they've lost someone or had a similar experience, it still won't be exactly the same. So I think sometime we have to be able to say what it is we want or need. I just I think sometime we have to step up and say that. And I know it would be easier if the family helped and did it for us. But there may be times in some families that they won't. And you may have to have that conversation. And one last thing I was I was thinking about this, and that is, I mean, the reality is when somebody is missing, somebody's passed, somebody's just not there, maybe they, even though they're just extended overseas for a time, they just can't be home for Christmas. You know, oftentimes it's almost like it's the elephant in the room that nobody wants to talk about yeah. or mention. And that's hard. And so one last thing I would say in advice is, hey, find a way to celebrate those who aren't there. Yeah. Whatever it might be, find a way to celebrate. It has been, this will be 20 years mm. since Zach left us, went to Jesus. But we still hang Zach's stocking every year. 
Yes, we do. We want to talk about him. We don't want people to forget. And even in the midst of somebody's greatest pain and heartache, most of the time, and there may be occasions where they just don't and can't, but most of the time, they want others to remember what they've lost. And, and what or acknowledge, over, yeah, and acknowledge where they them. are. Yeah. And, and so that's sort of the last thing I would say. Um, this is one of those areas, too, that it's okay, and I think it's wise, that if you're really struggling here, man, reach out to somebody. Yeah, reach, reach out. out to a counselor, to a grief counselor. Uh you know, go to one of the things in our church does. They have a celebration remembrance for those who have lost people in the past years or so. Find somebody that you can talk with and share with that can, man, just help you in, in just dealing with it and help you in that healing process that just takes time. time. You know, and for those of you that are thinking, well, I don't really have that, you know, it's not that deep. It's not that, you know, it's not a forever person's gone out of my life, but this is our first year with kids not at home or kids that have grown, married, moved away, gone into the military, like you said, can't get home because of jobs. And maybe your Christmas is going to look really different this year. Then we would challenge you if, you know, again, this might be a place, again, you acknowledge it, you grieve sort of the sadness that, that you're going to miss them, that you don't have that. But if you're able and can, then decide what can we do this year? It may look different. It may be new. It may be a start of some new tradition. What can we do if it's you and your spouse, but it's not everybody that's normally there? Then you all make a new something you do, a new tradition, something that's enjoyable, something that makes it special. Um, it may not be the same, but it doesn't have to be not good. So as we uh, close out this podcast on the holiday season, uh, I actually want to close out in prayer. And I want to pray for those of you out there that this is, this may be just a hard season, a hard year. Maybe it is because you've lost somebody. Maybe there's just been a big change. It's going to be your first Christmas away from home without family. But there's something different about it. And so we just want to pray for you. Father, thank you so much that you understand pain and loss because you've experienced it. And so, Father, right now I just lift up those in our family, those in our community. God, anyone who may hear this podcast, and that, God, this may be a hard time. God, I pray for your peace. I pray for your presence. I pray for your comfort in their lives. That, God, you they will feel you in a way that they have not felt you before. That, God, you will just wrap your arms around them and love on them during this season. And that, God, you can celebrate Jesus with them and by loving on them. It's in the name of Jesus we ask. Amen. And we just pray for you, and we just hope that you will keep on forging.